This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck podcast. Today, we are so excited because we have an amazing guest with us. This is Ronnie from Ronnie and the Flips. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you definitely should. When he posts, he posts all kinds of golden nuggets. And I like to think of him as this person who is like an expert eBay lister. I'm not exactly sure how he lists so much on eBay, uh, but I'm really hoping that when we dive in today into the questions for him that we can kind of pull out some of his little tips and secrets that he uses to list on eBay. If you could just take, you know, a minute or so and give us a little introduction so our audience knows who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, thank you. That was uh, pretty kind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my name is Aaron Jankowski. Uh, Ronnie is some random nickname that buddies gave me. And I was like, well, I'm going to open up an Instagram account and kind of follow all these sellers and stuff. I was like, I don't really want anybody to know my name or even show my face out there. So just made a big name and all that stuff. But yeah, Aaron from Northern Michigan, a lot of hobbies. Other than that, really not much. Just eBay and small little family. I got my grandfather and my mother with me and, you know, got into eBay to help support everybody. And other than that, that's about it. Awesome. How did you get into eBay? What started the whole story and how long ago was that? Okay. So yeah, it was a couple, like four years ago, I used to own a smaller resort in Northern Michigan. It was uh, 29 units, motel and cabins on the river. And, you know, it was in the family for 30 years. I came back from school and my uh, grandma wasn't doing too well and my father passed away. So I had to come back home and kind of help out and then pretty much ran that by myself for 10 years. And then our town is small. There's about 1,500 people, but it's a tourist town. So it, it can get up to a couple thousand, 10,000 people in the summer. So we're always busy. And then the township, you know, wanted to put a sewer system in. And that was going to cost us a couple hundred thousand. So we decided to, you know, get out of the business and sell. I didn't know if I was going to move to Poland. I was going to move downstate, out west. We didn't know what was going to happen. So it wasn't really working. We were renting out a house. And my mom a place to stay. And then my grandfather and I together. And I realized like, man, I'm spending way too much money. I need to start doing something here. I can't just sit around. I started looking in the stocks and was trading. I did it for a long time, just growing up like as a hobby and get, make more money and stuff like that. But then, you know, I realized like, yeah, this isn't too safe either. I, you know, I could blow up my account in one day. So uh, I went to a thrift store just to grab a tennis racket for a buddy. And it was like a nice Prince racket. And I was like, man, this is nice. And I always dabbled with eBay since I was a little kid. My dad would buy random things on there and then use them and sell them for more. And I was like, wow, it's, that's insane. And so then I looked up the racket and used racket for $80. I was like, wow, you can actually make money doing this. So then I started looking at YouTube videos and growing from there. And it's been two years full-time now. And I started about three and a half years ago, part-time. Gotcha. Awesome. And are you full-time now then? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So last year was full-time. Because like, like I was still doing it full time, but I considered full time where I was actually listing every day, shipping every day, working it every day. And then so last year and then this year. And um, I've had amazing growth the last two years. It's insane. <laughs> Support two families pretty much right now and put a little money to the side. Nice. So what um, kinds of items are you focused on right now? I know when we 
Matt originally. Liz and I met you in a leads group that we were all in. So at that point, I don't know about you, but we were both like trying to do some online arbitrage and retail arbitrage and learn about that whole game. Um, My like background had been thrifting before that. So like, what are you doing now sourcing wise and what have you done in the past? Yeah. So when I first started, I was everything seller. You know, I had my, I was that guy in the store walking and looking at everything. If it looks old, I look it up, you know, clothing, toys, video games, even lamps, everything, anything I could find, you know, my house started getting packed and then doing the Amazon too, the leads group, I was getting, you know, I started pushing that harder too. So I was getting five, six boxes going to my house every day. And like my home's not that big. So I was just, the garage got packed. The upstairs rooms got packed and I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm I, you know, I need to get so either get into like a warehouse thing bigger, but that was kind of too much of a risk too, because I was kind of beginning. So I uh, decided to stop the Amazon and kind of niche down 70% of the thrift stores are clothing. So I started looking more into clothing and I was like, wow, I can buy this Ralph Lauren shirt for $2 and 50 cents and sell it for 15 or $14. And I was like, okay. So I started doing that more and I niche down into clothing and then I'll grab shoes every once in a while if they're higher end, but 95% of my store is clothing and I'm at three, I'm about to hit 3000 items this week. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I do kind of miss the Amazon part because you know, that was, it was fun. All I do is scan the stuff, throw it back in the box and ship it. But maybe, maybe in the future still, but I kind of hear, I don't know. I don't hear much about it anymore. Maybe because I don't pay attention anymore, but I think it's just going to get harder and harder. Yeah, I think with Amazon, it's just feed the beast. You have to constantly be sending stuff in. I found for me personally with doing RA and OA, especially with like the leads, I felt like a lot of them for Amazon had just lower margins. So you had to sell more in order to see that profit where with eBay, it's a lot easier because you're going to thrift stores, it's a lower buy cost, and then you can see bigger profits. So to me, that's kind of why we also shifted from, you know, leads and OA, RA back to thrifting. Yeah, the OA and RA, that was exhausting. I was like spending hours a day on my computer looking for stuff to buy and then Northern Michigan, I don't, I mean, I have like Walmart, uh, Marshalls, Home Goods, and that's about it. I had to drive, you know, two, three hours to go find bigger box stores and just running around scanning everything all the time. And it was like, just to maybe find a couple items and then it was just wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah, I totally get that. Depending on, you know, where you live, my, like where I grew up, where my parents still live, it's in the middle of nowhere, a really small farm town. And there was a Walmart there and a grocery store and that was it. But you know, where I live now, there's, you know, five targets within, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes of each other, which is really beneficial if you're doing RA. So I think if you're you know, if you're in a, a place like that, if you want to get into like newer items, then maybe like looking into our online arbitrage if you're able to. But um, I think, you know, you have to work with what you have depending on where you are and what's best for you in your business and what you have around you. Use those to your to your advantage. Yeah, um, for sure. I was going to say, I was comparing myself to everybody on Instagram and YouTube. I was like, man, why can't I do this? Why can't I find these items that these other people are finding? And then, yeah, you know, they're living in Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, all of the major cities. So they can hit 10, 15, you know, Walmarts in one day if they want to. So I was like, I just got to use what's good in my area. Yeah, exactly. I've always been wicked impressed by how much you're able to list and how quickly you're able to list these items. How many listings do you have currently up on eBay? So I have three, I'm going to hit 3,000 this week and I'm doing 35 a day. 
if you get a good system going and consistency, it doesn't take too long. I can, you know, ship 40, 50 items in an hour. I can list 35 in two hours. So, you know, my, if I focus on it and I don't just, you know, no distractions or anything, I can be done in four hours maybe. But I think the why I can list items so fast because I buy a lot of the same items I use down a lot. So, you know, when I come back to the stores and I have people, I have two guys that are thrifting for me now too that live in Ohio and um, Texas. So I get stuff shipped to me. So a lot of button downs, a lot of sweaters, a lot of polos. So, you know, when I get that stuff, I sort it through. So I'll put, especially if it's the same brand, if I get, 10 Ralph Lauren button downs, all you got to do is change the title, the picture, the, you know, the size, and that's about it. So, you know, I'm usually done editing the item before the photos load. So you can just do it real quick. So that's the key. I think it's just niching down. And like I said, my, if I have most of button downs and those are easy, quick, you know, they're light, you put them in a the little bag, label it, throw in a box and that's it. And then pull it when you're, you know, I have my SKU list. It goes by order. So from oldest to newest. I go because I have two storage units now. So then I go in there, pick it, put it in the box and the order it goes and then throw in a poly bag label. I'm done. So everything, I just try to take as many steps out of it and go as quick as possible and not make any mistakes. You have, I'm assuming like a template set up for these things, basically. No, no. Template. No, I just sell off similar. If I have 10 button downs, you know, go, I'll just search my store for Ralph Lauren button down, same size, create similar and then add the photos, edit the title, and then whatever item specifics I need to do. And then I'll just do create similar off of that and then change the title every time. So, cause a lot of it, you know, a lot of them are all cotton. A lot of them are solid or striped or plaid or all the same styles. So it only takes a couple of seconds to edit those items and then just create similar. So I'll take 10 items at a time, bag them, put the SKU number on there, put it away and then grab 10 more items. So like 10 sweaters and you know, most of the sweaters are all knit or cotton or they're all this, yeah, even colors. I'll even go by color sometimes, get 10 red sweaters at a time and then same style and just go as quick as possible. So yeah, cause I don't really like clothing too much either. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> so I just want to get it done as quick as possible. That's awesome. Wow. All right. So are you listing mostly on your phone or do you use a desktop? What do you think is the most efficient way? Uh, desktop desktop for sure i think the app is made more for buyers i haven't used it in a while to list anything because i uh, they put up a new update for ebay and i don't like it as much it seems more like the the app but it's a little bit slower but it's not terrible but i think the desktop is a lot faster i have two monitors so you know i'll throw the photos on one side and i can drag them over or you know if i'm because i don't really do a lot of research either it helps a lot because when you're selling the same stuff all the time you already know the price because research is what kills you the most. It's, you know, if you want to find out the exact dollar, what that item is, but I don't really care. I just want to move stuff as quick as possible. Yeah. I think I lose personally a lot of time in the research phase, especially if like I haven't sold something super similar before. Um, I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, undercutting other people, underselling or pricing it too high. I don't want to hang on to it forever. So I feel like I get caught up a lot in the research myself instead of just yeah. like let's just get this listed and as long as you're making you know my my meeting my criteria for what i want to sell it for if it sells great and then if it doesn't you can adjust from there you know so do you go back into listings if you've had them for a while are you going back in and making adjustments if they're not selling i did when i like from my listings from over a year ago because the pictures were bad the titles were bad the structure wasn't good the item specifics were wrong I went back and, you know, ended all those, repictured them, just treat them like new listings. But for now, now that I have everything in a good order, 
I don't go back and look at it all anymore because you know the time that I spend doing that, I can get three, four, or five more lists. If I spend you know half an hour, hour just trying to tinker stuff or change the prices or end and relist, then I wasted time doing that. Where I could listed five, ten new items that's going to grow my store. And then I just do aggressive markdown sales too. So you know if anything's over 180 days old, I usually do 40, 50 percent off just to get it going. You know if I profit a dollar on it, who cares? You know. So I get my money back a dollar and then I can reinvest that money to buy better products. How often do you do your markdown sales? Cause I know that's something I try to do. Like, do you find a certain percentage to be good? Do you find a, a certain time of the week good for markdown? Yeah, sales? it's, I have been kind of trying to test that out a little bit more, more random. Like yesterday, I, last few days, I didn't really do much of a sale and I want to see if I can, you know, sell some more items full price. And I, yeah, I got full price for a few items, but my sales were down those two days. And then today, or last night I started a markdown sale and then I already you know sold more today this morning than I did like yesterday and the day before. I just do it random and just see how the sales are going. This last week was probably my best week ever. So I just was getting more aggressive so I can sell more. And so like 38 items on Friday, 35 on Saturday and 30 on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, I was slow. So I'm going back at it. So I don't want to store items, you know, I, I have two storage units. I have a lot of room, but you know, I could probably get up to 10,000 items, which I think that'll be my goal. Yeah, with uh, I'm I'm just want space is the biggest thing I'm worried about, so that's why I just want to move items as quick as possible. Because I had that, I got really lucky. I got two storage next units next to it. I got one it was a smaller one, and I filled it up, and I was on a list for six months. And then some company bought out all the places in my town, and somehow after six months, I got the unit right next to me. I got really lucky, so I just opened up both doors and pack and ship in one of them, and I'm starting to fill that one up too now. So well, not not all the way, but close. So when you are trying to move old inventory what is your strategy do you end the listing and then sell similar because i know that's you know some people will just choose to end all of them and then just relist them and not do anything and they think that somehow helps the algorithm what have you seen with your store uh yeah i've had you know watch like my first watch a lot of youtube you know a lot of people said to do that and then there's still I think some sellers I talk to that do that all the time. They'll end their whole store and relist, but they don't list every single day. So their store is getting smaller all the time. And uh, I don't do it. I don't think it's worth it. I, I guess there was a new update that came out that eBay said that if you end and relist the item, that will give it a, like a new start. So if that's true, that's good because I'll start doing it then. Whatever it helps, you know. I've been trying a lot of things, and then I just noticed that for me, it doesn't work, but... Like I said, doing markdown sales that are aggressive seem to do better because like, a lot of old stuff that, you know, I might have overpriced a long time ago. I didn't see it or, you know, I, I missed something and people aren't like I was in the wrong category. I had a shirt that was amazing. It was like when I first started, but it was a college shirt and I put it in like regular clothing. So no one ever saw it. It was in the college category, the NCAA one. And then once I fixed that, then yeah, why not? So I would recommend, yeah, fix fix your old listings, you know, go through them. And if they look bad, the pictures are bad, the title's bad, then do that. That's going to help you a lot. So that would be like a brand new listing. But just ending and relisting, I don't think that works at all. But it might now after the new update. But I don't know if it's infected or not. You know, eBay always seems to take a little bit of time. Have you done any auction listings? Because that's something I actually tried. I did 30 auction listings on old items and tried to change as much as I could, and I only sold eight. I've been messing with that too lately, because it's like, well, what am I going to do with this stuff? It's been sitting over, over a year, which isn't terrible, I guess, but I just want to try to move it fast. Nothing. I Even I started auctions at three ninety nine. nothing. 99 cents, nothing. So then I ended them, relisted them. I kind of changed the titles around a little bit, 
Um, I didn't change the photos, but then I, and I was a little bit not as aggressive on the prices, like marked it below average. And I sold like five or six items. I was like, I can't believe this. I had this for auction for 99 cents. Nobody bought it. And now they just paid $14 for it. So um, the auctions don't seem to work well for me, at least for clothing. And uh, I think it's more for collectibles and desirable items. Like I've seen people do auctions and, you know, start 99 cents and it sells for three, $400 with 60 bids. It's like, my gosh, it's insane. But no, no it doesn't work for me. Me either. I think it's yeah. just a waste of time. In my opinion, I'd rather just relist it as sell similar and change something about it and make the listing better. Do you ever take items like off and just try to garage sale or donate them? Like what's mm. your like bottom time frame? Cause I know we have some listings that are more than a year old and I'm like, do we keep them on? Like what else can we do to get it to sell? Yeah. So I haven't done any of that yet. I've been thinking yesterday, this is kind of funny yesterday for the first time I went through, I printed out my, like a list of all my inventory. And then I went through it and I just went through the first row and I had 20 some items that weren't even listed in my store. And I was only out of probably like maybe a couple hundred items. I like, I wonder if it was for me back in the day, ending items relisting and then never, like, I missed them. So it's been sitting in my inventory for a year now, not doing anything. And then I found three items too that were listed that were in my inventory. So <laughs> it's, uh, I think when the end and relisting is a little scary too, because you'll miss stuff. For the auction thing, one more two, I was going to say, I did a, I was doing trying one day auctions, just paying the dollar on it because I thought, well, it's going to end soon. So many people will see it. Nah, I don't work either. Even like Patagonia jackets, you know, that I want, I just wanted to move some stuff quick that was bulkier and nothing. And then I relisted it again and it sold for more than I had it for auction off. So auctions are no go. Yeah. I think that's the consensus. Unless you, like you said, have a collectible that people are going to be excited and, and keep bidding out of the, how many items we sold eight of 30 and we profited $17 and 17 cents. Yeah. It was I like $2 would, an item. If you live like in a busy area, then yeah, I think garage sales by your best bet. And if it doesn't sell there then maybe bulk it, see if some other reseller will buy it, kind of pawn it off on them <laughs> or, uh, or just yeah, take it out and donate it. I wanted to ask really quickly, going back to how you list your items. I think a lot of people have trouble uh, getting distracted while they're listing. So when you are, do you list in the morning throughout the day? Like what's your setup look like? What do you do? Do you close yourself into a room? Are you listening to music? How do you stay focused on listing? And I think you said earlier, your number was like 35 a day or so. Yeah. 35. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll go into my room because I photograph usually everything in one day. I don't know if that's good or not, because then I'll forget sometimes, you know, if there's a flaw or anything like that. But when I might see the picture, I'll see it. I usually I photograph everything in one day for the whole week or for four or five days. So then I have, you know, a bag of 10 button downs, a bag of 10 jeans, a bag of 10 of this. So then I'll grab what I want to list that day, sit in the room, put in a little bit of music or maybe like a movie or something like that I've seen a hundred times, my other monitor, and then just get a pile going and turn my phone off, put it away. Because that's, that's the biggest distraction of the phone. I see something light up, I get a message and I, you know, that, then I waste 10 minutes there. 12 minutes there, 15, whatever it is. And then that's just, yeah. So phone goes away. It's on silent. I'll do, like I said, 10 at a time, get it done. And then 10 at a time, get it done. Do another 10, get it done. And then I'll, you know, sometimes if it's something I haven't listed in a while, I'll grab five shoes or something like that. Cause I think I don't list a lot of shoes. So I don't sell a lot. So then I'll do some shoes. Cause I have bags of shoes. I haven't got to yet in my garage <laughs> to get through the listing thing. It's just, I think it's a lot of distraction. You gotta have the discipline just to sit there and get it done. You know, don't check Instagram, don't check your Facebook, don't check your email because you start one thing and then you're checking 10 other things. 
and then half an hour went by. I was breaking it up a little bit. So I try to get up earlier. I'm, I want to get up earlier and earlier every day to get everything. I want to be done by, you know, 10, 11 o'clock and start doing other things. Cause sometimes I feel like eBay can take all day and that's 10 30 at night. I'm still doing a couple of listings. It's like, what have I done all day? Why did I waste so much time? I think it's, I want to be way more efficient. That's I need to get more organized and more efficient. Cause I want to start going to 50 items a day and then who knows from there. So what strategies are you going to implement to up your listings from, you know, 35 a day to 50 a day? First thing is waking up early in the morning. Cause I have, you know, I'm more motivated so I can get up earlier than the world's kind of quiet. You know, not many people are going to distract you. My grandpa's sleeping, you know, uh, market's not open, you know, nothing to do really. So I think waking up will be better. And then other than that, I think that's going to help me the most. You know, I always have stuff to list. I already have everything photographed for the week. I think that's the thing. It's having the patience and discipline to sit at your computer for how many hours and get it done. Because, you know, this is, you know, my main business. I need to get this done. I can't say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it day after. I don't do it today. I think my eBay store hurts. I didn't. I try to list every single day. Oh, I do almost list every Oh, There's like always one day a month or something like that. One or two days where I just, you know, I'm not up for it. And I already noticed the next day, the next two, three days, my store is not as active as it was before. eBay is the same thing. You need to beat that beast every single day. Yeah. So you definitely see a direct correlation between the amount that you're listing consistently and sales in your store. Yeah. Uh, I think I did like 10 days straight of 35. And then this week was the best week I ever had in the sales. Even on Sunday, I didn't list anything. I wasn't feeling too good Sunday morning. So um <laughs> that list and the sales were still there that's awesome so yeah i think uh for sure being you know listening every day and just having that discipline and the consistency i think the biggest key is consistency i have a question what does your photo setup look like <laughs> uh so i have like a gray rug that i bought from i think home depot for like 15 20 bucks and then just lay it across the bed two lights very basic nothing too crazy i mean i like if I get into a warehouse, I'll build something better, like kind of like a hang system, like a not not totally flat but on an angle. But for now, it works well. I got a pile of clothes next to me, all of my categories thrown in there, ten at a time, boom, done. And then, uh, yeah, turn the lights off, put everything away. You know, easier the less steps, the faster it's going to be. I mean, you're, you don't have to have amazing photos. You don't have to edit them. You know, as long as you can, people can see the detail, the color. Then you know, and I do twelve pictures. So, and it's hard sometimes even to get 12 pictures of an item, especially there's nothing wrong with it when it's pretty basic. But I think I saw someone say now like eBay wants to even go to 24 photos. I was like, how, how are you going to feel that? Yeah. I think that's one of the things, like if you're listening and you're brand new to reselling, you see people with all different types of setups, especially for photographing. And I think a lot of people get overwhelmed because they feel like they need to have white background. They need to have the photo drop, invest all this money into photos. I know eBay prefers white background. I actually prefer a non-white background. I think yeah, it same. makes the item look way better. Like what we sell a lot of golf clubs and Casey has this mat that's a fake grass and it makes the clubs look so good. Yeah, I had the white background too. I didn't I didn't like it, it didn't look good. And then I went to gray. I know it's a lot of people using gray. There's a guy in Florida, Tech and Sports, and uh he has the biggest used clothing store and he said that he just uses like four bins, <laughs> stacks of bins lays like whatever his background is on it and then takes pictures a lot of people waste a lot of time with that photo um not photoshop of the photo room i think and it's not worth it i think it makes it work 
like look bad cut out the background i tried using that when ebay like first brought it in and just looked goofy well it cut off some of the picture it's like yeah it cut off a sleeve or something like wood panels like wood flooring at home depot or i think lowe's whatever one of the place was and i just built a little box and then that's how i do my shoes i put on a little um lazy susan and just rotate it take the pictures and go people buy they don't care about your background they don't care about your setup they don't care about anything I just want that item. How have you been able to grow your reselling business over the last few years? What have you done specifically that you think has been definitely key in growing? Well, consistency for sure. I think last July is when I started listing every single day because I would list, you know, 23 items in one day and then that list for three, four days. So then I was actually looking at my data from last year at this time and then today for this week. I started listing consistently last July and then I think last September, I was selling like five to 10 items a day. And now I'm averaging 20 to 25 a day. So just that growth in one year, you know, I'm over 120, yeah, 125% right now for the whole year from last year. So I think I can next year double that too. And then I'll probably hit like a wall. So, but consistency for sure, having like a good schedule. I have like a trouble sometimes putting stuff away. So then I'll list for three, four days and I have 10 Ikea bags full of clothing next to me. Then I waste hours, you know, going through it and then putting it into the boxes again. So having a strict schedule and consistent and putting stuff away and also helped is that I have two guys that will source for me. That is a big time saver for me because I live in the middle of Northern Michigan. So I have two thrift stores north of me. That's over half an hour. I have three west of me and then two south of me. That's all. So if I want to hit all those stores in one day, it's over 200 miles to drive. So I'm wasting a whole day and I don't even know if I'm going to get a hundred items that day because the thrifts here, you know, I don't have any competition, which is nice either. I have one lady, I think, but she's small time. But I see, you know, sometimes these stores will have the same item for six, seven months. So that's the problem is that getting the inventory. That's what's going to stop me from, I think, growing. So that's why I'm trying to find people out there to source for me, making connections through Reddit and Instagram and stuff like that. So how did you find these people that source for you? Like, what was the process? It was open and threw information out there. I made a post on Reddit, actually. And most of the people were making fun of me saying, oh, that's never going to work. You know, why would they do work? Why would they, you know, sell to you when they can do it themselves? And I go, well, you know, I think a lot of resellers have a problem of not listing consistently and they love the shop, but they don't like the list. So they have rooms full of clothing that they'll never get to and they'll eventually probably just donate. So, and I had a few people reach out to me and I just needed a little interview process with some of them. And one guy was in Ohio, he was close. And, you know, so it cost, I paid for the shipping too. So that was a lot cheaper. And the other guy, he goes, I don't want to resell anymore. I want to start doing like wholesale stuff so far. I mean, I don't get the, I'm not going to get Patagonia jackets and all this high end stuff, but and get that, you know, bread and butter stuff that fills the store up. And I tell them, I guess, want, give me button downs and polos and, you know, college t-shirts and stuff like that, vintage or whatever you can find. So, and I get shipments every day and it works. And that's like I said, that's the biggest time saver for me. I don't have to worry about stressing out that I'm not going to have inventory this week because the thrift stores were dry. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I think it's something that Casey and I would really enjoy because we do love going out and sourcing and it's just the listing part where we're like, oh man, this is a bummer. So I can see how that kind of business model would work. I would actually be interested in going out and just sourcing and buying a bunch of product and then selling wholesale lots. I mean, to me, that is something I would like doing. So I can see how that works. And and it's great for you because it sounds like you're just in an area of Michigan where it is hard to get all that inventory. So when you are in those 
areas, you do have to be creative with where you find inventory. That's why reselling is great because what works for you might not work for me and what works for Ashley might not work for us. So that's the best thing about reselling, I feel. Yeah, it's crazy looking at the, all these other big accounts like that. And there's a guy, I think, in one of the Dakotas that sells only electronics. And he sells thousands of dollars a day of electronics. It's insane how much money he makes. He gets these for like $5, $10 a day. It, takes, it took me like a couple months when I first started just to find one of those DVD, VCR combos. And he's finding 10 15 a day. It's like, my gosh. If I had like bins next to me, I think I would get out of reselling too. If I had like a source next to me where I can just do wholesale to people, that's I think you can make the most money that way. You don't have to worry about listing. All you got to do is get the product, pack it, ship it. I would do that in a heartbeat. For people who are listening who are new to reselling, what is the most important thing that a reseller should know before getting into reselling? Uh, I don't know. I mean, make a schedule. Don't start off big, especially if you know if you have a job. You know, do it part time. Have a goal if you want to pay off your car debt or your mortgage and stuff like that. Create a goal and then start small. Do the research. Go in. Like, even when I started, going up your phone. Look at everything. Go into the thrift stores, into the bins, whatever you want. Be picky. Don't don't just grab everything to sell because if you grab those lower end items, they're gonna sit there. And I think the items that do sit in your store for a long time, eBay stop. Because well, I don't listen to eBay, but there's so many other platforms. But I do believe those platforms will stop traffic going to your store if it's not selling. Because why are they gonna spend money on an item that's not gonna sell? So they're gonna reduce your traffic. So I would be picky. I would set, you know, check your information, check your data. You know, have a goal. If you can buy something for five dollars, sell it for try to sell it for an average sale price of twenty five, thirty. Set a goal of making $10, $15 profit. Don't buy less items. And then if you want to start growing, going full-time, then you can start getting to the cheap items like I do because I need that stuff to fill my store out. But if I would have to restart, I would only, I would even do everything. I'll be everything seller. Keep a small store of high-end items if I can find that and then just list consistently every day. If you're doing five a day, great, five a day because eventually you'll get to the point where you're going to sell five a day. Your store is not going to grow anymore. And then you can start moving to 10 a day. So once I get, I'm at 35 right now, if I can get to 30 sales a day consistently, then I think I'll start going to 50. And I don't want, and I don't want to grow too fast either because you know I'm spending almost $200 on inventory every day. You know, that stuff adds up quick. Have a budget. Yeah, definitely budget everything out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know that you said before you're flipping right now, like a lot of bread and butter stuff. And that's but keeps the lights on. But have you, do you have like a favorite item that you've ever flipped? Something that really stands out for you? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really sold anything too high end. I had a purse I sold for like $400 that was damaged, but I didn't know anything about it. I had it listed for seven. That's the thing. It's, that's the time I wait. I kill a lot of time on things I don't know about. So I waste time being researched. Even shoes I got the other day, high end shoes from a guy. I listed them for like $800, but there's the co- like the prices are all over the place. And I wasted a lot of time researching that. But I have, I think my favorite sale is actually a loss. It was actually like a $30, $40 loss. I was at a thrift store and I found a vintage Burton snowboard from the early 90s and got for $10. And I, I, I knew it wasn't in good shape. I thought the guy maybe would just want it to like hang on the wall or something like that. And I sold it to him for $400. And I was like, man, that was awesome. I kind of wanted to keep it for myself. The first item I ever wanted to keep for myself. And then the guy goes, yeah, the base is kind of cracked. You can't use it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry about that. You can return it if you want. And then I accepted the return. And then he never shipped it back because I already refunded him right away. But then, so I lost the money on the shipping and then the cost of it. But still, it was my favorite sale because it was something that I enjoyed, even though I lost money on it. And I was like, man, and I haven't found anything like that ever since. 
It's like one of those really unique items that I'll probably maybe see a few times in my lifetime. Because everything I sell, I don't I don't care about it. I'm going to see that stuff a hundred times over. I'm going to see thousands of Ralph Lauren polos in my life and thousands of other brands and J Crew and all that junk. <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly a memorable flip. That'll yeah. that'll stick with you forever, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, what would you say has been your biggest success in your business so far? Just growing it, how fast it grew as I couldn't believe it and that I can support family members and myself off of it you know I never thought I would get to this big I remember watching these YouTubers and like my gosh they have 500 items in their store that's insane I'll never get to that (laughs) and then just blew it right past that and it's hard but it's easy you know and and I don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about things and like you you said you like shopping I hate the shopping part I like the listing part I sit here relax I don't have anybody bothering me it's I get clear I just kind of zone out and get to work the shopping part is stressful for me and I don't like it but yeah just being able to grow the business so fast is that just blew my mind I never thought it would be that quick or get to this point actually never think I'd have two storage units and then possibly even get into a warehouse hopefully in the next year or so. Yeah, so. that's that's a great answer. And I think you are the perfect example of um, consistency in building in a smart way. I mean, you've done this virtually all by yourself. Now you have some people that help you source, but I mean, at the beginning, it was it was all you. You know, you've done this all by yourself, and you've just done it in the in a way that you're going to be able to keep growing, and you're not growing too fast, but you're growing consistently. And that I think that is just like the word that sums up you and your business so perfectly. Yeah, I think one thing I helped too is learning from my mistakes, but learning from other people's mistakes. I've seen a lot of guys that you know hire three, four employees and buy hundreds of items and start listing from like 30, 20 items to a hundred, and then they're overwhelmed because it's they can't keep up with the sales. They can't pack everything. There's not enough time in the day. Learning from other people's mistakes has definitely helped a lot. Absolutely. All right. So we have one last question for you, Ronnie. If All you right. give our follower resellers one piece of advice on how they can turn their paycheck into a day check, what would it be? Uh, one piece of advice, huh? That's the same thing I think I've been saying like all the time is just that consistency, you know, it's work, you know, it's not fun. You have to do it every day. I guess it depends on what you're doing too, if you're full-time and especially full-timer part-timer you know you can take it easy a little bit but yeah just do the research study put in the work you know have the discipline and consistency i think everybody talked to you it's just hey i sourced 100 items today but i haven't listed in three days i did this i did this like why are you doing that you're just wasting time you're wasting money you need to list we have a death pile it's a death pile it's not a money pile list it absolutely We so appreciate you taking the time out of your day and away from your listing. uh, I know. I only got 17 done today so far. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, we're going to let you get right back to it. But thank you so much for coming on and giving our audience some tips on staying consistent and listing on eBay. We we can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Paycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day check. <laughs>